So I happen to know, I haven't brought this up with you because I know you are proud of this potential uh, super taster designation. Oh, and you're here to knock me down a few pegs? Is that the plan? You're going to, is that, is that really the wisest course of action? It's just a battle on a daily basis. I don't feel like fighting, but in this particular instance, I feel like it's a good topic to you bring feel, up. You feel emboldened. Okay, let's go to it. This is Our Daily Red, a podcast during which we drink a bottle of red wine. Hopefully it's good. Talk about something interesting we've read today. Hopefully it's interesting. And attempt to have a provocative discussion, all without blowing up our marriage. Provocative is a very liberal term for this conversation. That's Ashley. And that is Jeffrey Barker, but I call him Barker. And our kids are in bed. Maybe. I don't know. I hear footsteps above. Ugh. Well, what are we pouring? Let's see. Kevin White Winery, which we do love. We do we do enjoy it. You know what? This it's is good. a this is a Washington wine. And Washington's a weird state in that most of the wine is produced way out east. Uh and this this one's Yakima Valley. Yeah, Yakima Walla Walla. But all of the tasting rooms are in Woodenville, which is just east of, across the water, east of Seattle, over by Microsoft territory. All the tasting rooms are over there, but the wine is produced two, what, two and a half, three hours east of, of this area? Yeah, I and, mean, it's on the other side of the Cascades, so I guess it kind of depends on what part of the state you're going to. Um, for all of the listeners who are like, whoa, what's up with her jacked up voice? Uh, we have started the first wave of school year viruses in our household. So I got whatever my fifth grader brought home from her friends. We're, we're trying not to finger point one particular 10 year old. No, no, no. It was Mary. I blame Mary. Poor Mary. Sorry, Mary. I'm making you a hat right now, (laughs) but she, anyways, so that's why I have, I have a cold. I am feeling it kind of today for the first time. Yeah, you woke up this morning not feeling it. Or uh, feeling, not feeling great. Yeah, feeling it. not feeling it, but feeling it. Feeling it, but not feeling it. Yeah. So what's weird about Washington wines is they're all produced way out east, uh, but the taster rooms are all uh, in the just just east of Seattle area. And this one, Kevin White Winery, is one of these ones where no matter where you go to taste wine and you ask them, hey, where should we go? Everybody will tell you, go to Kevin White. The people who are in those tasting rooms, they love this winery. This particular wine we're drinking, 2021, uh, La Fraternité. I don't think you need to know French to translate that. Um, it's a GSM, and you're a big fan of... Oh, Ro- it is? It is, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I am a fan of the I shouldn't Grenache, have told you. Syrah, Mavedra mix. I should, have, I should have asked you to guess. Oh, that would... It, my taste buds, my nose, nothing. I mean, I, it tastes delicious, but I, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, is this new world or old world right now? Because everything's just kind of... This must be an awful place for you to be in with like a little bit of a head cold where your taste buds are off and your your breathing is off because you do fancy yourself a super taster. Yeah. Somebody who could study and become a sommelier. But you're not on your game right now, are you? No, I'm not. I mean, that's what's actually nice about this is I can still feel the flavors, kind of like the brightness coming through. But if you were to say, is it, you know, like, does it have kind of a rustic feel or is it elegant? Does it have this or that? Like, are you, you know, tasting white pepper or whatever? I, 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 all I would be able to say is, mm, it's tasty. Let me ask you this, because you, <laughs> you often uh, will brag about potentially being a super taster do you potentially when, when you when you that's rude when you bring that up do you find that most people even understand that term what a super taster is no because they're not super intelligent like i am <laughs> oh you're super intelligent and a super taster i'm pretty super i'm like a superhuman. i know you're super good looking but <laughs> stop it I, i'm dubious about the tasting part um hey. so what's a super taster uh from what I understand, a super taster is someone who has a very sensitive palate where they can taste things that other people 
probably wouldn't pick up. So for example, cilantro is one of those herbs that is just very potent for me. Like it over, it overtakes an entire dish, the cilantro. It can be very spicy. It can be overly bright, overly green on a dish. Um, there's other flavors too. Like, I mean, we know in our household, like cumin, if there's cumin on anything, I can immediately pick it up and be like, nope, no dice. Um, what dishes, and I'm going to test your culinary knowledge because I know ooh. you have zero. Uh, what dishes or what um, items is cilantro commonly found in? What dishes? Or what food items? Yeah. Well, there's a very tasty cilantro rice dish that I used to order at a Mexican restaurant. And that wasn't too much. It wasn't overpowering. No, because it was part of the dish, right? Like there's almost something when you kind of expect it to be part of the flavor profile. That's one thing. It's another one. It's kind of thrown into the mix with something else. And you're like, I thought this was a tomato base or I thought this was a whatever. And then suddenly the cilantro is just like all over the palate. I think there's something about it just being unexpected and, and, and frankly, unappreciated. <laughs> so what's the difference between a super taster and a... Just someone with a with a sensitive and unrefined palate. <laughs> silence. Ooh, that's a good Radio question. Radio silence. The reason I ask is because I, I know you can't take spicy things. Um, is it just that your palate is ultra sensitive, like a delicate little flower of a palate, versus a super taster, which tells me like a super taster, I would think, is somebody who has a very refined, find and highly attuned palate who can tell the difference between i don't know basil and thai basil i can taste those both Ooh. and tell you the, the both blind tasting basil thai basil but you're saying that you're just sensitive yeah i mean i definitely would fall into the category of not being able to tell the difference between basil and thai basil so i happen to know i haven't brought this up with you because i know that you are proud of this potential uh, super taster designation. Oh, and you're here to knock me down a few pegs. Is that the plan? You're gonna. Is that is that really the wisest course of action? It's just a battle on a daily basis. I don't feel like fighting, but in this particular instance, I feel like it's a good topic. To you bring feel up. you feel emboldened. Okay, let's there go to it. There is a super taster competition. Really? Yes, there is a super taster competition that happens in the world, and you're. You're going to blow your shit right now when you hear this. Okay. Do you want to know what they taste in order to determine whether they have honed super taster palates? Red grapes versus green grapes. That's a good guess. That's not the case. Coffee. Really? And it is a matter of being able to tell different roasts. Oh, different, shit. That's cool. And describe the different notes in the different regions. It's a coffee competition. These super tasters taste nothing but coffee, multiple cups of coffee. And I think what they do is they- I mean, that is on level with being a sommelier. Yes. Like being able to tell the difference of like, this is from France. This is from Napa. This is from South Africa. This was that year. This was not that year. Yeah. 100%. Like, it's not even varietal, but so based, like really baseline. They present these quote unquote super tasters with three cups of coffee. One of those cups- I'm going to get this wrong, but it's something like this, something like this. One of those cups is like burnt or improperly roasted or something like that. Yeah. Or the oddball out. It's like, it's, there's two of the same one and they have to be able to tell which one of those three is the outlier. And it's a battery after battery of that. Oh, that's so cool. I know you want to do it now, don't you? I don't think I would. I'm not there. Like I'm you don't def- think you could do that? No, I don't think I'm at that level. If you had two, so our local our local coffee shop that you like here, yeah. If you had two of their cups and then you had one Starbucks, you don't think you could tell the Starbucks versus oh, two? A hundred percent. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But I wouldn't be able to say like, oh, this is Colombian brew versus Brazilian. I don't know how serious it gets. It yeah. probably is something like that. It's probably like. These one, these two are Sumatra, and yeah. that one is I think something I've, else. It, like if it's on level with being a sommelier, that's a hundred percent how they get. And I'm super out of my depth here, even talking about this. I, I said Sumatra, like I know what I'm talking about, but like I mean, that sounded right, sounded legit. <laughs> I'm like the one 
uh, individual in the Seattle area who doesn't drink coffee. How do people do more with water towers? Like it's like a it's like a it's like a mural face. Like do something with your water tower. Make it look interesting from space. Or I agree. Or make it like a mascot for your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Just googly eyes. Googly oh, eyes on a water tower fuck. would just be an improvement. Googly eyes on a water tower. Or just put a bunch of like wind propel. What are those like uh, the wind propeller things? Uh, Pinwheel. Pinwheel. Boom. Oh, you know what you should do? Like, do you remember the um Sparklets water vans? Yes. And I think those are, I think Sparklets is oh, called. Oh, shit. That is a good idea. They have a different name in different areas of the country i don't know what the, uh, sparklets is what they were in southern california when i grew up but i wonder if that would start fires like the oh, reflection because the reflection of the sun off of the glitter oh or the that spins. reminds me of so anyway we're, we're talking about like little like like shiny little things that like uh, little tags that and they all they all go in the breeze but but fuck that sparklets we're not sponsored by sparklets or whatever they're called we the rest could of the be but what about that reminds me of the um the um double glued rainbow we saw That was so cool. Although very disappointing. I never expected to see the end of the rainbow. So you didn't like seeing it. You always wanted to be elusive and never see it? I didn't want to see it on I-5. That was fucked up. It like basically ended on like a public works truck on the side of the interstate. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty cool. I, I I don't know. I've never seen the end so close to the end of the rainbow like that. And it, it not only was it a double rainbow because I've seen pictures of uh, d- double rainbows where it's one rainbow and then further down in the sky is another rainbow. Yeah, two, two separate rainbows. This was two rainbows like glued together. Yeah, it was two spectrums in a like. Oh, it was a thick. I thick know. Ass I rainbow. posted a picture of it on Instagram and I said it was a double rainbow. And a friend of mine wrote me back. He's like, am I going insane? I don't see the double rainbow. And I said, I was like, they're kind of, they're, they're like contracted within each other. Yeah. Like, you have to go, you have to go Roy G. Biv, Roy G. Biv. And if you, if you yeah. go through the colors, red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, violet, I mean, then you see the red again. You're like, oh, wow, it is. It's in sequence there. He's also a dummy. So. Oh, call him out. Who's a dummy? Darren Ricks. <laughs> Poor Darren. <laughs> He's like, what did I ever do to you, Darren? You commented on my Instagram story. <laughs> oh, this isn't somebody you know. No, it's Darren, my I, friend Darren from South Africa who lives in London. I've never heard of this person. Yes, you have. He used to work for Margena. Okay. How is Margena? She was, well, speaking of South Africa, she was down in South Africa. No, a- she's Polish. Well, she was in South Africa for the last two weeks. And I was, she's one of those people where I was about to mute her Instagram account because oh, I was no. like, I can't take any more of your beautiful pictures of <laughs> South Africa. This is bullshit. Like she's on like a wine train going through the wine country of South Africa. It looked gorgeous. Even though I probably wouldn't like the wine, but it looked really pretty. Oh, that's actually a really good thing to bring up. That you. Yes. Uncannily, uncannily. Yeah. This is not like I don't believe in this in in superstition or or whatever. I I, I don't know what to call it. That superstition just or like, bias. Uh, yeah, bias. Like, but uncannily, you consistently do not like wine from the southern hemisphere of the planet Earth. Even if you don't know what it is. Yeah. I haven't told you, so it's not like a not like a. Southern Hemisphere, like like conscious bias, uh, you can tell. You can tell if it's Argentinian, uh, if it is South African. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. You consistently do not like that wine. Uh, and I, so I don't buy it. So we haven't drunk enough out of it to like know like, well, what exactly? Tell me. Tell me the notes. But, it, but it's very consistent. It's kind of like how... You don't know Smashing Pumpkins. You don't know R.E.M. But if those bands come on the radio, you're like, ugh, turn it off. Yeah. And then I joke, like, do you know what that was? That was R.E.M. My only, yeah, here's my working hypothesis for the Southern Hemisphere wines. Mm. It's because when you twirl the wine, when you swish it, you have to swish it clockwise. 
So you think you're telling a joke right now, but the setup is nobody understands what you're talking about. Here's the deal. And I don't I actually don't understand this principle. Oh, boo. When you put water down your drain in the sink people get it no nobody gets it you're nobody gets so it. No, talking no, down no. to our listeners right I'm now i'm not talking i down think anybody. you're smart when you flush your toilet for example your water flows into that drain in a counterclockwise or a clockwise motion and in the northern hemisphere where i assume most people listening to this live it goes one direction no matter where you are japan you know uh yeah. russia United States, it flows, I don't know if it's clockwise or counterclockwise. What I do know is in the Southern Hemisphere, water goes down the drain the opposite direction. And I don't understand the science behind that. I've never looked it up. I can't wrap my mind around it. the magnetic poles of gravity between the poles. Those were good words you used. Probably something like that. Yep. Did I sound smart? So. It has something to do with gravity. God damn it. So the theory is you should swish your Glass in the opposite direction. Why don't you just try that? Just when as you twirl your wine. No, you're gonna spill. Don't do that. I know. I just did. <laughs> like wiping it up with the. I think maybe Kleenex. it might change your world if you just learn to sw- swirl your wine before you smell it and taste it the opposite direction. I know. What do we? Well, we normally do counterclockwise as like uh, right-handed Americans, right? Yeah. But if you if you tried to learn how to go clockwise, maybe it would open up a whole new world of wine. Perhaps. Oh, think- oh no, no, sorry. A whole new half of a world of wine. A whole new half of a world of wine. A daring place. Hey, let's take care of that voice. Let's not strain it. Uh... <laughs> I know what what no one can see is that I also have a mug next to my glass of wine here. It is literally hot water and rye whiskey. A little honey? A little honey, some leftover chamomile tea. What is leftover tea? It was my mug. I had some chamomile in it. Yeah. I just refilled hot water. So it's my little magic potion for when I have a sore throat. So it's it's tea, so hot tea, chamomile tea, honey, local honey, lemon juice, and your brown liquor of choice. And mine <laughs> is always rye. Rye. Living the dream. Oh, living the dream. Do you hate dream. that when people say that? Yeah, I think it's stupid. You know what I also hate? I also hate living her best life. No, the one that you hate the most is when people said, I, say, I love you to the moon and back. Well, first of, all, first of all, you're right. Second of all, it sounds like I hate a lot of things people say. You do. But why? Why do you think I hate that one? Because it's finite. Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah. Man has done that. Yeah. We've been there. So what you want to say is like, you could say like, I love you to Saturn and back. Or Alpha Centauri, or, you know... The edge of the universe. The edge of the universe, which, by the way, is ever-expanding. So if I tell you I love you to the edge of the universe, I'm telling you my lover's ever-growing. I will love you more and more every day. That's a good one. That's fucking poetic. That's Yeah. Write that down. Where's Hallmark? (laughs) Hallmark, if you're listening, you can also sponsor our podcast. (laughs) I love you to the edge of the universe. How big is that, Daddy? It's impossible to describe, and it's always growing. Can I share the one? I'm that, about to cry. That's really sweet. That is really sweet. But you, this is like the fourth time you've cried today. He's been a sack uh, of tears. Yeah, it started with the Anthony Bourdain documentary. <sighs> Damn, Anthony Bourdain. Roadrunner. R.I.P. Um, Tony. I guess we didn't say that about this wine. This is this is a, this is not a, a cheap wine. This, but it's not a overly expensive wine. This is like probably a twenty eight thirty dollar bottle of wine. But um, did did we even say what we think about it? Like, it's it seems really balanced. Um, well, again, even with my cold, I can still taste the flavors. It's a super bright, flavorful wine. It's not overly fruit forward. It's still really light. Which I think is what I always really... It's like a really light, elegant wine. It's super accessible. Yeah. It's not too sweet. It's not too dry. Like, I think it's just a really, really nice... 
Red wine. It doesn't taste to me like a wine that's meant to be stored. No. Like I said, it's a 2021. It, it tastes like it was meant to be drunk now. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, some. It, to your point, it's not when I'd put like, put in the storage and then when i have friends over i'm like oh let me open up this fancy bottle of whatever um but i think it's 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 one of those wines where you kind of splurge on it you kind of enjoy it on a nice night for a special weeknight occasion for a podcast for a podcast yeah absolutely (laughs) all right so tell me what interesting thing have you read today i want to know and it can't be a meme it can't be a meme. What do you mean when you keep saying that? It can't be a meme. It can't be like a picture of like a kid from a 1980s movie with a funny line on it. Why do you think that's what I would bring up? Because you used to be all into the Twitter. Never into memes. I've never been a meme oh, guy. Never. I'm a meme guy. I like the memes. I just don't know the world. Like little ghouls. I've known you 17 years. I don't know the world in which you think that... Hey, what have you read today that I would come at you with like a meme? That's true. Here's the deal. You're not into memes. You don't do movie quotes. Like you're not like a soundbite, like funny. Here's this pocket sized joke. Are you saying that you just don't think I read? Yes. And you're like, don't draw me a picture, Mr. Trump? Yes. Fuck you. Okay. Jerk face. Okay. Jerk face. Since you talked about memes you and the Simpsons. Face. Yes. I read a picture book today. <laughs> okay. It's too bad that my like side eye doesn't translate on podcast. Oh, it's translating. Okay. I think it's coming through. All right. Tell me about your funny picture book. Um Jesus. <laughs> No, here's the thing. We are both huge fans of Bill Watterson. Well, I'm not fans of Bill Watterson. We are fans of Calvin and Hobbes. Love Calvin and Hobbes. Which has always actually been interesting to me because Calvin and Hobbes ran for 10 years. And if I think about how old you are, you would have been aged 2 to 12 when that was out. Yeah. I was five years older than you, so I was 7 to uh 17. I think I really discovered Calvin and Hobbes. I mean, my parents always, my parents love comics. Like, they always love the funny pages. So I don't think I really, really, really got into Calvin and Hobbes until I was nine. And then it was the books. It was like the Mm. 10th anniversary books or the illustrative or whatever funny titles he always gave his books, those collections. Those are the ones we have on our bookshelves. And those would be the ones that I would read all throughout high school. And of course, I think that they were syndicated long after they actually ended. I think newspapers kept running uh, years past strips after. Because they're timeless. They're hilarious. But Bill Watterson was the uh, illustrator and author of those. Yes. And he's kind of a J.D. Salinger type character. He's kind of a recluse. He ended that strip in 1995, and I think he's done like two short interviews. Uh, he's written a couple of things, and mostly just to celebrate, um, like when Charles Schulz of Peanuts died. Yeah, uh, he doesn't come out into the public eye for much. So 28 years later, after he finished Calvin and Hobbes, he has written a book called The Mysteries. It came out just a couple days ago. I ordered it right away. He kind of collaborated on the drawings with somebody else. It looks nothing like a comic strip. It looks more like, almost like stills from a claymation, stop motion action. It does. It also reminds me of the guy who, oh, I should have looked this up. The guy who did all the, pol- who did Polar Express. Mm. Um, because we have that book, The Witch's Broom, and it reminded me of the artistry from The Witch's Broom, which is very much black gray white scale it looks like hand drawn but it's got a lot of like computer kind of polish to it um but you know what when i was looking through it some of the artistry did really speak to bill watterson watterson in that he would do these really elaborate 
scene settings for his some of his Sunday comic strips. You know, when he would do the dinosaur strips. Oh, and or the, the Spaceman Spit Forms. Yes, and yeah. it would just be these, like, beautiful landscapes and these just really intricate backgrounds. But then the on the foreground, you would have Calvin dressed as Spaceman Spiff. Yeah. And that's what that book reminded me of, where you have this like really beautiful kind of finessed, elegant background, and then you've got this crummy, weird claymation face in the foreground. And there's something very absurdist about the the difference, the dichotomy of the artistry versus the comical nature of the facial human facial expressions. I mean, the book is is actually sold as a quote fable for adults or grown-ups whatever yeah it's 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 pitched as like an adult book and so when i got it i um quickly leafed through it and determined oh yeah i can give this to my 10 year old i gave it to her she blew through it uh and she came out saying well that's a that's a thinker that's that's something that makes you think you have to think about that yeah uh which i think is what maybe he intended it's great but i will tell you as a maybe slightly more enlightened uh, person than a 10-year-old. I thought it was kind of hit you over the head with a message. Yeah. I thought it was pretty obvious what he was trying to say in the book. But it's worth having. It's worth having on the shelf. It's kind of thing that it's almost like a, a meditation whereby you might just read it every once in a while just to remind yourself. Like, And the the without giving too much away, because honestly, you, you could... You could linger over the pictures in this book, but if you just read the text, uh, this book takes you three minutes to get through. And so I don't want to give too much away, but it's something you might want to revisit. It's kind of like um, just, hey, remember your place in the universe. That's that's what I'm thinking about it. it it's a, just a reminder that you are not in charge of this place as much as you think you are. This place being like the universe, your your yeah. place in the world, you know. It reminded me. It actually reminded me of that movie. What was it? Hey, don't look up. Oh no! I know what you're saying. It's the it's the it's the it's the absurdist one about the environment. Yeah, with Leonardo oh, DiCaprio gosh, and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, don't look up. Yeah, maybe it was don't look up. I don't. Remember. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of that where you have this. You know, you have this kind of nat- this long term natural disaster, and people are choosing to engage or not engage. Yeah, and it kind of, I mean, it it felt very similar to that, this to the mysteries where you're kind of like, we as humans, what do we really, what do we really respond to? Like, we see these things happening in front of us. Do we believe it or do we ignore it? Do we look at it with as if it's you know, with skepticism as if it's magical and superstition or do we think of it as science and something to base decisions off of? I really still think that we don't see very far in front of our faces. It's really hard for humans to wrap their minds around something that's not a week or a month out. If if you're talking to me about, and and, and in the mysteries, that was the one question that my 10-year-old, our 10-year-old, sorry, asked was what does eons mean yeah if you're talking about eons that's just that's too much i can't wrap my mind around that yeah um it is it's like the whole concept of like when is the sun going to implode it's like i i won't be around for that like it's too hard for my brain to even fathom what will even be happening at that time and even that's that's far in advance, but even like two generations, right? I mean, I, I, I firmly believe that in two generations time, humans will be fleeing the equator. There will be mass migration. People will be moving away from hotter areas of the world and trying to get to places of the world that are cooler. But I had a conversation. My my um, my aunt, who is uh, in her 80s, had a birthday, gave her a call today and I, this is somebody who probably could be convinced to vote for Bobby Kennedy for president. A well-meaning person who is skeptic and who has lived her life in such a way that's been successful. Bobby so Kennedy, the guy who died in the 70s, 60s? Oh, his son. Oh. 
You don't know about this? No. Robert Kennedy's son is running for president. What? As an independent. You don't know he's like he's he's like a he's like a he's like a total conspiracy theorist, vaccine skeptic. No. You don't know about this? No, I don't know about this dude. Well, we have actually made a um a conscious decision that this won't be a uh not that it can be political. Politics is fine. We, yeah. we we both worked in politics. We can talk yeah. politics, but we'd not rather a, take the Jerry Seinfeld path. No, no, it's no, no, it's the Conan O'Brien path. Oh, yeah, okay. The Conan O'Brien path. You and I have had this this conversation, and we've decided this that this particular podcast will not be pegged to the news of the day because yeah. that just makes it um, sad. What's the opposite of evergreen? Trendy, trendy, or like something with fad. A, something yeah, fad or something has a, has an expiration date. Yeah, uh, finite, like like traveling to the moon and back. Very finite. Yes, we live in the evergreen state. Ooh, so boom, should, boom, boom! Look at that. Heyo. This, this should be an evergreen podcast. This one and all those to come. You could listen to them again and again. You could have you could pass them down to your children. Just like we won't talk about what's happening in the Middle East right now. When people listen to this podcast, there may be no Middle East. See what I'm saying? You yeah. want things to be evergreen. Oh, damn. We fucked it there up. There might not be a Middle East. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, that was uh, the mystery. Bill Waterston. And I, we, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. That I always want to put that extra T in there, Bill Waterston, yeah. but it's not. It's Bill Waterson. Bill Waterson. Bill Waterson. I know. It's so hard because there's the T. Anyways. So we, Barker and I always said that if we had a son, we would have named him Calvin after Calvin and Hobbes. And what we have found is that our oldest daughter, who has who had blonde spiky hair as a baby for a long time, 100% has the personality of Calvin. Oh, she's a little imp. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's got her own imaginary world. She is very precocious. She loves loopholes. Oh, and her, like, best buddy is our tabby cat. Yes. Yes. So we have our own version of Calvin and Hobbes in our household, and we, I kind of love it. Like, I kind of, I like embrace it, although it's still infuriating as a parent. So let me tell you about what I have read recently. I just finished reading the novel Lessons in Chemistry. Oh. I loved it. Science. I loved it. Uh, Yeah, it's a little bit of science. Uh, It's more social commentary. Okay. Um, my mom sent me this book, and at first I was. Oh, this is the one that you saw the cover and you judged it by its cover. I and did. Thought, I'm not gonna like this. My mom sent it to me. I'm not gonna like. Yeah, this. my mom sent it to me, which I was like, you know, okay, is this gonna be a Nora Roberts mystery in a cottage type scenario? The cover was pink with a woman with blonde hair and a pencil through her ponytail and or bun and i was like "Mm." i'm just generally not someone who's into what would be considered chick lit as a genre like it's just not normally my thing you said that very slowly like we need to explain chick lit chick lit because it could sound like chicle but i picked it up and i started reading it and i think i finished it in what three days maybe fast I i i inhaled it it was so damn good. I really, really loved the writing. I loved the character development. I loved how fast the plot moved. I was a big fan. I'm excited to see the show. The show? Yeah, there's the show. It's a series. That's... Oh, it's not a movie. It's a show. No, it's a... I thought it was going to be a movie. No, it's a series. Um, and So I'm excited to start watching it. And uh, yeah, it it was just it was really good, and I 
I and I think it really spoke to me in this moment where I am with my career and trying to decide what do I want to do next and where do I want to go and where do I want to put my you know my my values and my talents and the main character Elizabeth very much goes through that process where she really identifies as a chemist <laughs> no, so 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 you said. Did you like the writing? I like the writing, or that, and or was it more the story that reflect? Like, wh- I mean, what, it's delightful. What? Like the characters are funny; they're nuanced. Um, I think that there were some pretty easy tropes that the author could have fallen into, like. Oh, here's the daughter who resents her mother for her mother's success. Like you see that in a lot of books. And I always hate those storylines. I find them super frustrating and just frankly silly. It's like manufactured tension, like women hating women. Like a mother, a daughter can't love that her mother's successful. It's just bullshit. I refuse to believe that. I mean, I may not in like a couple of years when my teenager is railing against me for (laughs) God knows what. But um, so I think there were like a couple of things that I just found like surprising and delightful. I thought the story moved super fast. I loved the male characters in them. The male, to be honest, I think the male characters in the book were quite frankly more complex than the female characters were. So it was doodlet. Because I could see how they were evolving in their thinking and they were evolving and how they were pushing themselves outside their comfort zones to kind of like push behind this masculinity, this bias against women and move to be best friends or to love, you know, like it's just, I think I actually saw it. But then you see really despicable men too. And the, there's like a couple of really just disgusting men in this book, but they get what they deserve. And there's something very validating, very exciting about that. So I think just generally the book is very delightful. It made me smile. I love reading it. I'm excited for the series. I highly recommend yeah, that that's why I think it's fiction because you know in the real world men don't grow and evolve and I I'm kidding. Okay, I'm I was kidding, like really? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm I think kidding. every person has the ability to be a better human. Oh, the ability, but the proclivity, the uh uh most people don't change. That being said, I didn't mean to take it down a downer route. Wow, you really did. You like you really yucked my yum. Did I? Yeah, you now did. Now you don't like the book anymore? No, now I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So last episode, we were talking about things we were looking forward to, and you were looking forward to fall. How's that going? It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I just, I like, even just driving up the, like, the driveway at our girls' school and looking at the trees and the leaves. I Like, it just makes me so fucking happy. I love it. Um, you know, it's funny. My mom loved, grew up in Massachusetts, and she loves seasons. And she moved to C- San Diego in 1975. Where there are no seasons. And complained every day of my life that San Diego had no seasons. Oh, I miss the seasons. And then my dad retires. She has the opportunity to move away and will not do so. Um, obviously, old people change. But gosh, I think she would like it too. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, I like I think Washington is definitely one of those states that's often overlooked for having beautiful fall foliage because everyone thinks of like Vermont, New Hampshire and all of that. But well, and what's great is that we do have uh, a word I learned only while being with you, deciduous trees that do the leaves change color, they fall but we, but then there's still so much green. Where I think there are places in the United States where the trees lose their leaves and then everything's brown and desolate. Yeah. No, no, no. Here we stuff so much green. Oh, I, it's gorgeous. I mean, we should have more green. 
because people don't like conifers, but um, no, it's it's beautiful. I love it. I love watching it. I'm excited to go to the pumpkin farm tomorrow. The thing last episode that I was looking forward to was yes. putting together a desk in a superior way to all those who have put together this desk before me. Yes. The desk hasn't come yet. It that was is... promised October. Uh, well, it was promised on a certain date. It is several days beyond that date. I don't have the desk. I have not been able to sculpt my new workspace. Yeah. So that's a downer note. That is a down note. So let's move on to something we're looking forward to uh, in the next few days. Uh, I mean, outside of getting over this cold just mm. so I can get sick again in a couple of weeks is one thing. Um, but I actually have quite a few job interviews next week. I've got various conversations with recruiters at different companies. And it's been interesting to watch the job, job market kind of go up and down, like titles, compensation, you know. In are, office, hybrid, out yeah, of office. It's, yeah, it's, kind of it's, it's kind of like it's, it's been kind of a ride. I think a lot of companies right now don't want to give people big titles and the compensation ranges seem to be coming down a little bit, which kind of sucks, but... I would say um, it's good to have several conversations scheduled for next week, and I'm looking forward to that. I hope I sound a little bit better than I do right now. You sound sexy right now. I think you'll get any job you interview for no, at this moment. Yeah, this does no, not feel sexy. This feels does. painful. This sounds like uh, kind of grunge-era hot chick with a band. Does I it like- sound like vocal fry? Well, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Well, yeah. no, no, not so much that. More like, like I have spent a lot of my life smoking cigarettes, kind of. Which is what I think vocal fry kind of sounds like. Is someone who emulates that grungy, low register valley uh, girl. Yeah, it's very gravelly. Okay, what are you looking forward to? Fire station tour tomorrow at 9 a.m. Am I doing that? I don't know. Do you want to? I went to the soccer game tonight. I kind of feel yeah, like... Yeah, but you're kind of on the back end of your... Ill- well, you're not really because you're not taking care of yourself. But I just I just got is- the illness today. I just got the illness I today. But you sound infinitely better than I am. Here's the deal. My illnesses always last longer than everybody else's. Everybody else is like... Is, that, get sick, is that your fault? On. Is that your fault? I yeah, because I'm genetics? a delicate little flower. I'm a delicate little flower. I'm gonna be sick. I'm I'm just gonna put money on it. I'm gonna be sick at least three times between now and Christmas. This being between the first... now and the next time I'm sick. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit when you're sick. That's not my problem. Then you're definitely going to the fire station. Via con Dios, Senor. Although, are there going to be hot firefighters there? I don't know. Our town has a really hot police squad. Yeah, I don't know about the firefighters. Ooh, maybe I do want to go. Ay ay ay. I don't think ay 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 means what you think it means. Like that's not that's not what you use ay 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 for. What would you say if you're like, ooh, what's the prospect of seeing a bunch of hunky firefighters? Um. Ooh-wee, or like a, a, like a, I don't know, what would you say, like, hubba, 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 hubba. Yeah, hubba, hubba, hubba. yucky. I don't like, I like ay 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 better. ay ay ay. Well, you do it sexy like that, then it works, but like, usually like, ay ay ay. It's kind of like, uh-oh, no, not good, not good, uh-oh. Like, fire, like, step back. Muy caliente. Fire. Fire. Un fuego. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. I don't want to objectify these union workers. Here, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Enlighten me. <laughs> that was absolutely your version of I'm listening. Enlighten me. Oh, my God. Me. You're right. That was your version of <gasps> I'm listening. Shit. Oh, my God. 
Enlighten me. If I were Dr. Fraser Crane, that would be my line. Enlighten me. Because <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? It's pretty good because it's basically like, say more. Yes. That's what it is. This is good psychologist oh, stuff. Oh, my God. Why are we not doing that show? Why okay. are we not doing the Dr. Fraser Crane call-in show? Fuck this podcast. We need KACL. Is this KACL? We need KACL. Where's Bulldog with the gong? Let's do this thing. I'm going to move past this. I'm, I'm going to move past. Am I Nope. 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 <laughs> I sound like Ross. Nope. Blue nope. flash. Stop talking. Cherries everywhere. I'm going to move past this quickly. All right. But I will acknowledge that you have had an idea for a Frasier reboot for many, many years. It's called fan fiction. Let's just call it. No, no, it no. Is. You cheapened it. You cheapened it. Don't call it fan fiction. It's fanfic. No, it's not. Yeah. No. No, you're right. It's a reboot. But with. I said I was going to move past this quickly. Oh. Okay. It's a good idea you've had. However, they are rebooting Frasier. It is coming out very soon here. It is already getting panned. I know. So they would have benefited from listening to you versus doing whatever the creators should have said. I'm listening. I'm in. Uh, enlighten me. Baby, I hear the blues are coming. Okay, okay. I said I was going to move that just quickly. I am excited because it is, and I'm going to say this in a ironic way because it's a stupid term. It is spooky season. <sighs> I am excited to get the skeletons up outside because. You are? It doesn't seem like it. They've been in that like coffin by the front door for like days now. I'm not feeling well, and it's been wet and cold and gross for many, many days. Mm -hmm. So I will seize a moment, probably while you are at the fire station or at the pumpkin patch or something. Oh, so at 9 a.m. tomorrow, that's when you're going to do it. When I'm not at home, you're going to get on a ladder? We have many skeletons. So we didn't have a theme this year for our Halloween display. Yes. And I don't like that. I want a theme. I don't like... No, we do have a theme. No, there's no theme. There's skeletons. No, no, no. We didn't have a theme, and therefore I said, well, we'll just go volume. How do we not have a theme? There's no theme. There's no... I see a theme. There's no theme. And so what I thought was, okay, if there's no theme, there can at least be like Andy Warhol-style volume. Lots of lots of Campbell soup cans. Whoa, that would be fascinating to do like an Andy Warhol-themed Halloween. Off the rails. So I got lots of skeletons, lots of skeletons. And my vision is that those skeletons will be trying to scale the walls of our house to get into an upper story window. That means I need to get on a ladder and 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 maybe zip tie these skeletons to each other and pose them. So they look like they're crawling up each other, each other's, each other's each shudders it means i need to pose them like they are crawling up each other's shoulders to get to our upper floor and into a window again zip ties i don't know it involves a ladder okay. again again a ladder it's been rainy it's been cold a ladder in the rainy cold like it doesn't sound fun i but but i am looking forward to finding a window where i can do it because i want that i want people to walk by our house and see a bunch of skeletons scaling each other to get up to our upper story of our house. I want to execute on that, and I'm excited about it, and I think that our daughters will love it, and maybe that's tomorrow. I don't know. During the soccer game? There's no soccer game tomorrow. What's the thing? Oh, fire station. Pumpkin patch? You're going to the pumpkin patch, but you're not going to get in trouble like you did last time. Stop bringing that up. I didn't get in trouble. Yes, you did. I've not been banned, but we're not going back to that pumpkin patch. <laughs> Fuck Bob. We're not going to Bob's. No. We're not going to Bob's, Bob's pumpkin is patch. The best. <gasps> I still have that 
trucker hat. It You've says got Bob's the hat. Pumpkin patch. I love getting the stuff Bob's there. Patch. The cougar gold and the the apple cider juice. You can get that stuff at our local grocery store. Jeffrey. Not going back there. Yes, we are. That's your pumpkin patch? You're married that, to that it? That is my patch. That's mm. my place. That's my jammy jam. Honestly, if you've gotten this far, you clearly liked something about this podcast. I don't know what, though. <laughs> so give us a five-star rating on whatever service you're listening to. Only positive feedback. If you have negative feedback, we don't want it. <laughs> Seriously. I don't like it. Or. Five only. Or. Or what? Five or nothing. <laughs> Fuck you. If you're no, not no, giving no. us five stars. Or six stars. Oh, are there six stars available? Where's six stars? If you like us that much, you will find a way to give us six stars. Yeah. Five or above. But if you want to just connect directly with us, you can just send us feedback, positive, negative. Actually, no. No. No negative. No negative. No and if your feedback is like, whoa, her voice sounds fucked up, it's because I've got a cold. I got it from my 10-year-old. Shut up. <laughs> Our daily red pod at oh. gmail.com. Pod. Don't forget the pod. That's don't forget the pod. Like, I don't know who will answer your email at ourdailyred at gmail.com. That's somebody Probably else. some Catholic. It's going to be our daily red at... Uh, no, boof. Ah. See? Our daily red pod at gmail.com and yes you can spell that either r-e-d or r-e-a-d and if you want to listen to this podcast on your amazon echo device you can say our daily red but it will respond to you by saying here's our daily Riyadh podcast yeah yes but it works but it works but it, it works it works that's the in that's any case all that matters. i'll say it again our daily red pod at email.com at email.com did I just say that? Yeah, too much red wine, bud. <laughs> Late. You will figure it out. And all the negative people who, yeah, if you if you have negative comments, do our daily red at email.com. Yeah. That's you. That's yeah. you. If you've do got negative yep. shit, like mm-hmm. go, go somewhere else. So you and me. Yeah. Are we good? Oh, come on. (laughs) Of course we're good. But like, I don't know. Do you want to sleep in the same bed with me tonight where I'm breathing like this? we're We're both doing that. We're both in a bad spot. If anyone out there is thinking about having children, I just want you to consider this as your reality in the future. You will be sick five of the 12 months of the year. With some virus your child brings home. Be prepared. To some people that is joy. To some people that is... That's joy? uh, You want to be sick five months of the year? I really wish people could see your eyes when I said that. That was such an incredulous look. No. No one wants this. All right. So I'll say it again. Are we good? I love you. Good night. Sweet dreams. (laughs) 